I just want to win. And in life, you find things that hold value to you, and things to fight for. But we found something worth fighting for as an NBA, as a collective unit. And I usually choose as a, as a symbol to me to keep fighting all around the world. Because it's not just in America, it happens everywhere. Jokic's finding Murray. Murray, does he got another one in him? Oh, you bet he does! And that might be the dagger. It's all a hard foul by Morris. And Dodgers up. He wants to go back at him. As we just mentioned, these two are one second to go. Good luck. morning welcome to the daily ding happy monday morning we've got all the playoff action from this weekend in the nba i'm zach harper that's mo dakil we got jade hoy protecting luka Doncic from the attacks of one marcus morris coming up on today's show the blazers go home the magic disappeared and the mavericks have to luka to next season mo but first jamal murray has set jazz music on fire I don't know if that's a metaphor. I just know that Jamal Murray cannot stop scoring. Nuggets 119, Jazz 107. We're going to Game 7 on Tuesday because Jamal Murray went off. 50 points on 17 of 24 shooting. 9 of 12 from deep. 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Mo, he finally had turnovers in this game, but it didn't matter because he scored 142 points over the last three games. Two of those elimination games. I don't know that you could ask him to play better. I don't know you could ask any player to play better than than what Jamal Murray is doing right now. He had a great post-game interview on the court. Mo, like, what can you say about Jamal at this point? Uh, he, he He's on fire? Like, there's no other words. I mean, it's just finding a different way to say, wow, he can't be stopped right now. You know, he's unstoppable. He's on fire. He's uh, You can't contain him, all that fun stuff. But here's a fun fact for you, Zach. He scored 50 points on the fewest field goals since 1953 when Bob Cousy scored 50 on 22 field goal attempts. Now, I'm assuming that Bob Cousy went three for 22 in that game and then just made a bunch of free throws. Because that seems uh, to be it was actually it was, it was actually one for 22 and it was okay. just all free throws. There we go. That but, makes sense. <laughs> but yes, that Man, was, that's, that's insane. Yeah. He's just he's on another. He, he's so hot right now that he can shoot it piece of paper in a trash can and the trash can is going to blow up. It is. I mean, like Jamal Murray, can't, like Charles Barkley was mad after this game, right? Like they go to, <laughs> they go to inside the NBA and he's mad. He's, he's like Quinn Snyder make an adjustment. I ain't like that at all. The guy had 50, 42, 50, 50, 50 42 and 50. Okay. So what are you going to do? I'm going to make somebody else beat me. I'm not going to let him beat me. I, you, this guy, he, you, he's proven he can beat me. Make somebody else beat me. I'm with Chuck on this. Like, I don't know what the Jazz are doing when it comes to defense. Like, at a certain point, you may just have to give him the Steph Curry, Damian Lillard treatment, right? The the James Harden treatment. I don't want Rockets fans to give me an audit. Um, you know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta make sure you get the ball out of his hands early and often because he's just on another level, Mo. Like, I I don't know it's... what you do. They, you know, Quinn Snyder talked after the game about what well, we're trying to limit his shots at the rim because he got so many of those last time okay he's still walking into jumpers though you got to limit his touches right now at this point like even when he gives it up you have to go into full denial and you can't let him get the ball back it's got to be the attitude of anybody other than murray is going to put the shot up or create the shot for somebody else it's just as simple as that like i'm with you and chuck which is weird that all three of us are in line <laughs> at the same time uh that you 
you got to do something different. I mean, not seeing a lot of traps. I'm seeing it just looks pretty easy. Like I haven't seen anything where I felt like, okay, that's interesting. The the jazz are the jazz are trying something. Like you got to shake it up at some point. You do, and I don't. I mean, whatever they're doing obviously isn't working. And Donovan Mitchell was fantastic. He had 44, but as he said after the game, he said, "Just like when I hit 57, doesn't mean shit." Because they lost, which it, it doesn't really. Cool numbers, but uh, just like Jamal Murray had 53 games ago, they lost. doesn't really matter, right? I mean, it matters a little bit, but the the Nuggets haven't really adjusted what they've what they've done in this series too much, right? Like They did get Gary Harris back in this one, but they pretty much just played the same way uh, from a stylistic standpoint with with Utah, it just felt like I mean they got a they got a ten point lead early in this game, and then it just felt like they stopped running offense. I mean, it was interesting because they built their lead in the first quarter, and it looked like the Jazz came to play to start, and they were attacking Jokic over and over again. And then when they went to the, they started trying to attack Murray all of a sudden. Like when Jokic went to the bench, and then it just got away from them, and they never went back to trying to target. Jokic again and it's just like I don't I don't understand what you're doing there offensively like you had something that worked and just eh, we don't need to do it today so maybe they like game sevens well I mean they better because they got one coming up <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy because I you know it's funny I I'm always like when it gets to 3-0 or 3-1 I'm always like just end this right like I don't don't waste our time I don't I don't I want the I want the hours off or whatever from what that would be but if you're not going to waste our time Make it historic. Jamal Murray is making it historic. Jamal Murray is going off. (laughs) He scored 142 points over the last three games. Like, I don't know what else we can, we can, there's not much else we can ask him to do, right? Like, no, if uh, anything, like you asked Jokic to do more. I mean, Jokic had 22 points. He had nine assists, four rebounds, three steals in this one. Like he had a, he had a pretty solid game. He had some big buckets in the second half. Uh, He banked into three at one point, but um, but you know, Jeremy Grant's come up big. Jeremy Grant is his three point shooters seems to be so timely in Orlando. He hit four threes on his way to 18 points. But outside of that, like, yeah, no one else is really doing it. Like it's just Jamal Murray decided our season isn't over guys. Yeah. I'm not ready to go back plain and simple. So, I mean, the food must be great. He must like it in Orlando he's, somewhere. He's like gotta love seeing Donovan Mitchell everywhere he goes. That's what it is. He can't, he can't <laughs> leave him at all. Um, for for the Jazz, all right, Donovan's fantastic, right? He had 44. He was great in the second half. It wasn't enough down the stretch to match Murray shot for shot, but uh, but he was still good. I don't think this one's on him. When is Joe Ingles going to start shooting? Man, I don't know, and it's been really a weird thing. Like he's just had such an up and down kind of playoff run, and it's it, it doesn't make sense. It's just. He needs to be aggressive. They need him to kind of step up just to alleviate the pressure of all the creation coming from Mitchell and Connolly. Connolly wasn't that bad. Connolly wasn't bad tonight with 21 points, but man, they need Ingles to kind of start showing out. Yeah, I mean, he he played 30 minutes. He took four shots, all three pointers, went one for four. But Mo, I'm looking at this, and he'll get the ball on the perimeter. And I'm and I'm thinking it's going up, and then he just hesitates and he looks for the next pass, like. It's not like he's Lou Dort out there. No offense to Lou Dort, but like he's a he's an elite shooter. He should be putting these shots up. And and he has the or he has the green light from Quinn Snyder. Like this is something that Quinn Snyder came into the bubble with. Like, hey, we got to shoot more threes as yeah. a team. Like this is this isn't coaching 
in his head saying like, don't shoot this shot. It's, you know, coach is like saying, no, 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 get him up, get him up. So he's got to get those things firing. It's a, it's got to be a confidence thing right now, Zach. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, Jordan Clarkson went cold. And so you mentioned, you know, Conley had a good game scoring wise. He had 21 points, as you mentioned. Uh, but Clarkson, 11 points, 5 of 14 shooting. Obviously, his defense is atrocious. He was minus 24. That's not all on him, but they, they, they're going after him. They're going after him the same way the Jazz have been going after guys like Michael Porter Jr., right? And so I thought, you know, I thought Gary Harris did a great job on Clarkson. Was this a matter of Clarkson just not shooting well? Or do you think Gary Harris was, was the reason that he, he was so bad? I think Harris played a role in it, but this is Clarkson, right? Like this is who he is, right? Like if he's going to be streaky, there are times where he catches fire and you can't stop him. And there are times where Jordan Clarkson's just cold and can't make a shot. And the problem is when he can't make a shot, you can't play him 30 minutes because that is what, 15 minutes at least of mm-hmm. him playing defense and you're screwed those possessions. Yeah, you are. Um, okay, so if you had to forecast game seven, is there any adjustments you expect? I mean, I would expect the Jazz to at least start trapping Murray, maybe pick him up full court, start in full denial. I mean, you got to go to it right away. You can't let him get off. Uh, so that'd be the first adjustment for the Jazz and for the Nuggets. I don't, know, I don't even know what they could do differently at this point. Just yeah, I just give Jamal Murray his cape early and let him be a superhero and get, right? and, and get the hell out of the way. Get the hell you know, out of the, the way, yeah, because he, there's, he's. There's, has no interest in going home. I don't know what's at home for. He has no interest in seeing it anytime soon. There's one clip, Zach, that's actually really great. He hits a shot, but uh, Tory Craig came up to set a screen, and he said to Craig afterwards, like, no, I don't need a screen. I don't need anything. Don't right. bring another guy to me. Like, he literally just wants to clear out. So that's what, that should be the Nuggets game plan. Their playbook should be one thing. Give the ball to Murray and get the hell out of the way. Clippers 111, Mavs 97. Clippers win the series 4-2 over Dallas. Luka Duncic. He's done, Mo. Wow. The season's done. This is the second, this is the second Luka pun you've done. And this it is. is. The, both I, bad. I, I, both not great, but whatever. <laughs> you gotta you gotta put them up, you know? I don't need anything right now. I don't need a screen. You're not I don't Joe need Ingles. anything. It's You're going not Joe up. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess the big the big one of this for a while was Marcus Morris gets ejected. Now, we know he got under the skin of Kristaps Porzingis in game one, got him ejected. Last game, does this weird motion that he claims he didn't try to hurt Luka Doncic, but Luka's got a hurt ankle, and he steps on his on his foot, on the back of his foot, for almost no reason, right? Like, I'm looking, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, and I can't figure it out of what that motion would have been. And then this one, he just, like... You know, and Luca's being physical with him. Like, like Luca's, you know, throwing elbows. Luca's, you know, pushing him off and everything. But he just chops him on the side of the head from behind as Luca gets to the basket for a foul. And you know, Luca looked like he wanted to, you know, make it look like he wanted to fight a little bit. You can check out Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show where we talked to Spencer Dinwiddie about that. You won't want to miss that. There's a little plug right there, Mo. But Marcus Morris gets ejected, rightfully so, and. I think he might get suspended for game one because that was a flagrant two. And look, that wasn't a basketball play. No, it was not a basketball play. It was it was an MMA move. I just watched a UFC fight night the other night, and I, I saw that move. Uh, <laughs> he basically tried to judo chop Luka Doncic in the neck, you know, and it was after the play. The whistle had blown, and then he 
goes in on him. So, I mean, this is Marcus Morris, though, right? Like, this is who he is. He's We saw him at the beginning of preseason when he uh, threw some elbows at uh, Justin Anderson of the Washington Wizards and then basically slammed the ball into the guy's face. So, right. I mean, like, this is kind of what you get from him. It's the tough guy and all of that stuff. I, bl- so. I believe Trey Kirby asked on Twitter, I think it was Trey Kirby, who asked, is he, he's Marcus Morris the first guy to get ejected from a preseason, regular season, and postseason game in the same season? Yeah, no, it's kind of got to be. It's hard to get ejected in a preseason it's game. It's really hard to get ejected in a preseason game. <laughs> like, that was the hard part, right. uh, which he accomplished in October. Yeah, he which got felt the triple like when trying to hit ago. for the cycle, and then all you got to do is just get the easy stuff after that. <laughs> right, so... Uh, yeah, so I won't be surprised if he gets suspended. A lot of that would have to be just the culmination of everything. You know, part of Kristaps Porzingis getting ejected from that game was he was standing up for Luka Doncic because Morris had just thrown Luka Doncic down to the ground. So, you know, it's it, it was just a weird thing all series of this Marcus Morris dislike for Luka. Yeah, I think he was just saying, can I get under this kid's skin? Like, I think I think it was pretty pretty obvious that he was he was using a tactic to try to try to test him uh Luca did have 38 points nine rebounds nine assists in this one oddly enough four of eight from the free throw line he could not hit free throws but hit everything else um you know Luca put on a show in the third quarter he got I think he scored 16 of his 38 in the third quarter to try to you know will the the Mavericks to a game seven and it's what's funny about this Mo is like the whole internet Luca's not gonna let them go down without a fight Luca's not gonna Luca wasn't gonna let them go out like this and then the fourth quarter comes and Kawhi's like nah we're good I think, well, I, think I think I'll end this it didn't it didn't matter what Luca wanted at that right. point it was Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter I mean Zach he hit three mid-range jumpers without taking a dribble not like catch and shoot situations like he caught it isolation just looked at his defender and said yes this is going up and he just drilled it each time so you know Kawhi just went into that closer mode and he just said hey man time for you guys to go home yeah he had 33 points 14 rebounds seven assists five steals 14 to 23 from the field uh it's not Jamal Murray but it was pretty good even so uh he beats the Zubats with 15 and 11 and 33 minutes and then Paul George look Paul George struggled once again I know he had a great game five he struggled to shoot the ball uh he was six of 19 from the field for 15 points but I actually thought he played a pretty good game overall he had nine rebounds he had seven assists uh he played good defense like I you want you need Paul George to to shoot better Mo if you're going to if you're going to get to the championship right if you're going to beat the Lakers like he's got to be better than that offensively but I still thought he had a pretty good game yeah I mean look you know his shot I, I honestly believe it's going to come along. Like he'll get it back. It's just a weird rut right now that he's in, but at least he's doing the other things. Like it's a problem if he's shooting poorly and then just not defending. Cause then you're just like, I, I can't play this guy. And that becomes an issue because he's your second star and the guy you're expecting to help kind of, like you said, push them over the top and get past the Lakers and into the finals. So, you know, overall, I think his shooting is going to come back, but if it doesn't, the, uh, Clippers are going to have some issues deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, they they really will. Um, all right, so Reggie Jackson was a closer for the Clippers. Yeah. Like he had like four threes in the in the fourth quarter. Like he was he was reliable, Mister October. Now Mister August. It, it, yeah, and, and well, it's almost September, so maybe he's just warming up for right, his September yeah, show. So. <laughs> maybe we're about to see a whole new Reggie Jackson in the second round, Zach. 
Um, I mean, we might, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's this time of year. We just we never get to see that in the NBA schedule. Um, it's fun. I tweeted this. I was like, it's ridiculous to think. And you could say this about most NBA or every NBA player, right? They're all the best in the world. But like how good Reggie Jackson is at basketball and how much we just shit on the minutes that he gets. Like, why is Doc Rivers playing it? Like, I can't imagine being that good at something. People are like, please don't do that anymore. Please don't do your job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable the 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 shade we throw at him because he's not as yeah. good as like and, Kawhi Leonard. And, 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 <laughs> like, hey, I still don't think he should be closing these games to the Clippers. I think it worked <laughs> out this time, but it's just funny to think about. <laughs> um, with the with the Clippers, like Lou was bad in this one. Uh, Lou had five points on one on nine shooting. They were terrible when he was on the floor. Montrez Harrell really didn't do anything when he was on the floor. Um. Are you worried about them? Was this a matchup issue against the Mavericks, or is this an issue going forward in the playoffs? No, I think it's an issue going forward in the playoffs. It's something I've discussed several times with Jovan Buha on his podcast, Clip City. You know, the issues about it are just those two guys are not good defenders, right? So it's hard to play them both at the same time because now you have two bad defenders on the court, which teams are going to go like, cool, we're going to put the both of them in pick and rolls, and we're going to try to score now. Then if they're not making shots, it, it, it goes back to just like, how can you keep them on the court? They're a problem for you defensively, and they're not bringing anything for you on the offensive end. I think it's an issue. I think it's something that's going to be a problem for, for Doc. And that's how you end up with Reggie Jackson in the closing lineup of games, because you can't play Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell at the end of games. Will the Clippers have an answer for Jamal Murray or Donovan <laughs> Mitchell? I think Boogie says no. I think, yeah, uh, they, I think he's, they're just too on fire. Yeah, no, I think they will. I think I think we saw it here tonight. You know, Doc mixed up the coverages and the pick and roll on Doncic was mixing in traps, switches, and, and drop coverage. I think those guys would see a lot more of that. Plus, at the end of the day, if things get really bad, they got this guy, you know, we call him the claw. You know, Kawhi Leonard's pretty damn good defensively for everything he does on offense. Yeah. So I Paul think George, also good defensively. Down. Yes, yes. So I think they're covered there. All right, let's get to a little news from the weekend. We'll uh, fill you in on some of the other action you missed on Saturday. Lakers close out the Blazers 131-122 in a Game 5 victory. No Damian Lillard. He watched from outside the bubble do that knee injury and just no reason to stick around. Uh, if he if he wasn't going to play and they weren't going to win anyway, Mo. So the Lakers uh, close them out, but it was a little closer than maybe Lakers fans would have felt comfortable with. The Bucks close out the Magic 118-104 in Game Five. They will now face the Miami Heat in the second round. The Rockets rolled the Thunder 114 to 80 to go up 3-2 in their series. And Lamelo Ball shoe endorsement. Puma Puma's cleaning up. I don't know how they're doing this, Mo, but Puma's cleaning up. I hope they come out with some really good shoes. <laughs> It'll be better than Big Baller brand, I'm sure. Uh, from any of the action that we saw on Saturday, anything surprise you? No, but I want to commend the Blazers. Even down, you know, Damian Lillard, those guys came out to play and kept fighting all all series the whole time. In that game alone, I was pretty impressed with the fight they had, but nothing too crazy over the weekend. All right, let's talk to you about Manscaped. They provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Mo, did you know that this cordless trimmer is waterproof? Really? You can take it in the shower. You can take it in the shower. You don't have to stand over a a wastebasket like an idiot. Like some of us unnamed podcast hosts may have done for weeks and weeks, Mo, before they realized this was a cordless 
waterproof trimmer. How dare you talk about waz that way? <laughs> the lawnmower 3.0, best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's got a ceramic blade. It's got skin-safe technology. Just like in the NBA playoffs, there will be no nicks if you use this, right? Is that, is that no good? No? We'll work on that. We'll work on that. We're, we're, we're taking shots. We've also got the Shears 2.0 nail kit. It's a four-piece nail kit. It's going to give you tempered stainless steel tools. It includes slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, finger fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file to get yourself manicured. Because you can't go to these nail shops. Some guys get manicures. Some guys like to have their nails all cleaned up. You can't do that right now. It's COVID. You gotta stay safe, and the perfect package 3.0 comes with that new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Plus, you're gonna get the travel bag, you get the high performance boxer briefs, everything you could possibly want, and you get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code THEATHLETIC20 when you go to manscaped.com. That's 20 bucks off and free shipping with the promo code THEATHLETIC20. That's 20 at manscaped.com. Take your grooming game to the next level. And we'll be right back after this. All right, Mo, let's get to the other game from Sunday. Celtics 112, Raptors 94 as they kick off their round two series, the 2-3 matchup. one nothing Boston now after just a shellacking by the Celtics. I mean, this one was brutal if you're a Raptors fan this one got ugly quick Raptors couldn't score Pascal Siakam was terrible he picked up three fouls in the first quarter never got into it what did you see out of this Celtics team that just that was the reason they were so dominant I don't even know Zach how much of it was the Celtics and just how terrible the Raptors were in this game I mean defensively they were all over the place Marcus all looked slower than normal uh, and that's saying something you know, he looked lost on a lot of possessions and just weird situations and where like he wasn't even in the right coverage defensively. Like, I just don't think the Raptors had any sense of what was going on in this game. And I mean, give the Celtics credit. They just came out right away, put their foot on the pedal and just the whole time never looked back. Um, yeah, I mean, so I talked about this a little bit on Twitter, like Pascal Siakam last year had some really bad offensive games during the playoff run, right? Some really, really bad ones, except he had Kawhi Leonard there. To, all the Raptors did. Had Kawhi Leonard there to drag him to to the championship, right? And Fred Van Vliet stepped up at a certain point and helped out. Obviously, Kyle Lowry had some had some good moments. Marcus Saul had good moments. Everyone had good moments on that team, as well as Pascal Siakam. But Kawhi was the consistency, right? Now with Kawhi gone, Pascal, that's his job. And I think... You know, a lot of a lot of these number one options, a lot of these stars, they have to make those adjustments in real time as they're happening, right? This guy took this away, I gotta I gotta do this. Oh, this guy countered here, I have to counter with this, and then if he takes this away, I still can move to this mood. It seemed like the Celtics were sitting on that spin into the lane and Pascal was just out of options, right? And so he's never been a number one guy before before the season, like not even not even in lower levels of basketball. And and now, Mo, he's got to figure that out on the fly. And, and this is a tough team to do that against. Yeah, no, this is one of those things you look at and he looks fine as the number one option in an 82-game season when teams can't lock in and game plan and say, this is what he's going to do. He's going to spin this way every time. And you can make a point to really plan it. This is in the playoffs. It's a lot harder being the number one option than the regular season. And I think – Siakam's learning that right now. I think those are going to be 
growing pains. And this is, we're going to find out really what he is, right? This is game one. I think this is going to be a long series. I think this is going to be a battle. But we're going to have to find out if he's ready to make those adjustments in game two. Because it's like you said, the stars, the superstars, the guys that take you to championships, make those adjustments on the fly. And that's what we're going to find out if Siakam's that guy. Yeah, and I do think I think Nick Nurse will make adjustments going into game two to help get him some easy buckets, get him rolling, and then and then it, they're fine, right? At least in terms of getting that aspect of their offensive game off the ground. But um, but yeah, like it's and it's not even that he can't do it. It's just it's just different. It's just a different it, thing when you have to do that in the you know in the flow of a game when you don't have any flow to your game and the Celtics are just on top of you. The other thing too about just the Raptors in general in this game, I didn't understand why they kept posting so much. If, you know, there yeah. are times where they're putting the ball in Ibaka's hands in the post. They're putting it in Siakam's hands in the post. This is not a post-up team. You know, just through the regular season, they rank 24th in points per possession on post-ups. Like, that's not their game. I, I The Celtics did a great job of just taking them completely out of everything they wanted to do. They said, listen, we're going to let the big guys shoot. We're not worried about threes from Siakam, from Gasol, from Ibaka, and we're just going to clog the paint and make it miserable for everybody else. And it paid off. Yeah, it absolutely paid off. Uh, crazy thing, like the Celtics can play better than this, right? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if you can expect their role players to play as well. I don't think you expect Marcus Smart to hit five threes in a game unless he's taking like twenty attempts. Um, Marcus I don't know Smart is offended now, and he is looking for you. Okay, well, I, if it's anything like his three point shoot, I'm not worried about him connecting most <laughs> games. Um, Robert Williams was fantastic. Daniel Tice was fantastic, but. The Celtics also were just sloppy with the ball. They had 23 turnovers, and it's not like, oh, well, it's, they happened in garbage time. Like, almost all those came from the starters. They were turning the ball over left and right, and normally that's when the Raptors get a chance to really get into transition, and that didn't really happen. They they did a great job of at least when they did turn the ball over, getting back and making sure they didn't give up a quick bucket. But you, you're not going to win another game if you just keep throwing it around the way they did. 23 turnovers is way too much in a playoff game. Yeah, Marcus all looked bad. I mean, the Raptors just couldn't hit shots. I think they were 37% from the field, 25% from three. Uh, some of those good looks, some of those not good looks, but I think you got to expect those shots to fall a little more regularly in game two, and then we'll see how the Celtics adjust. But Jason Tatum didn't really have to be great. Kemba Walker didn't have to be great. They kind of just cruised to a victory. All right, big games coming up on Monday. We got two of them. Heat Bucks, their game one tips off at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 Eastern. Mo, who you got? I'm going to go Bucks in seven. I got Heat in six. And you can listen to me, Dave DeFore, and Jay King yell at each other about it on Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA show. That's two plugs for you. And if if I were to guess... There'll be a third plug before this podcast is over. Rockets look to close out the Thunder in Game 6 at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Both of these games are on TNT. Do the Rockets end the Thunder season, Mo? Yes, quick question for you. Does Chris Paul have to leave the bubble, considering he's the uh, Player Association's president? I feel like he should probably stick around a little bit, right? Maybe get some fishing in, some cornhole. Now we're going to get to see executive Chris Paul on the sideline of games? I think that's the way to go, and he should be. And he should just be just have a clipboard taking notes the whole time, just to make everyone feel nervous. That's gonna do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. As I mentioned, the Athletic NBA Show 
Monday's episode. It's out now. Go download it. Go listen to it. We got Spencer Dinwiddie talking beefs, talking the bubble, talking the walkout, and talking the moments where he felt like he had arrived in the NBA. It's a great episode with Trevon Edwards, Dave DeFord, Jay King, myself, and Jade Hoy producing it. Of course, you got No Dunks. You got House of Strauss. You have all the team-specific shows from your favorite athletic beat writers. Just click follow on the app, get notifications for new episodes, and utilize that comment section. Let us know how we're doing, but only say the nice stuff. It's the internet. There's enough mean stuff on there. Say the nice stuff to us. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for waking up with us. Please wear a mask. Please stay, stay socially distanced. Please vote. Register to vote. Get everyone to register to vote. And Mo, hit us with that sign. Game, game. Find things that hold value. I'm being to fight for. We found something to fight for. As the NBA is a fight unit. And I usually shoot the uh, the team of the mean street fight. All around the world.